Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. I was driving the other day to work with a group of educators and I was listening to another podcast when I heard something that sparked an old memory and got me thinking about how we can be better for others by intentionally looking at processes to provide people an unsuspecting guardian. Each day, we have the opportunity by design to support the needs of others and we are pretty good at being intentional about supporting people we are close to. However, it is those that we are around but don't know very well that we can increase our ability to support. That is, if we know what to look for. The key statement there is if we know what it is we are to look for. Organizations and schools walk around with lots of information in weird and isolated buckets. And as a result, one person in an organization might know that someone is in need, but the rest of a group or any group may not know. And then we have a problem of accidental isolation. I was really thinking about this a lot after I heard the interview the other day because it was an interview with someone whose life had been significantly impacted by someone else who knew to look for something that was outside of their professional expertise. But weirdly, they had been trained to see or spot something after a local hospital group decided to offer a free training to everyone. Remember that there are two strong qualities of leaders, leaders who every day are influencing others And they always follow those two qualities. The first is empathy, the ability to suspend judgment and seek understanding of the situation of the person in front of them. And the other is to reflect. Now, as a matter of fact, a slight sidebar here, I recently had added a reflective question when I've been presenting. And the question is, who is the most important person in the world? And the answer, who's ever in front of you? Back to the interview I was listening to. I was listening to this interview, and it was of a woman who was very grateful, who had potentially had her life saved when someone else noticed she had cancer. Yeah, noticed she had cancer. The discussion had me thinking a ton about how we run our schools and organizations and who we give knowledge to and what knowledge we share. Sharing knowledge is critical, and we need to make that a process for everyone to ensure everyone has the opportunity to spot what's wrong. The interview was wonderful because the woman was sharing how she had learned she had skin cancer and more specifically, melanomas. You see, she was talking about how blessed she was that her beautician had been trained to spot skin cancer. Yeah, her hairdresser had been trained and given an opportunity by a local dermatologist that taught beauticians and barbers how to spot a variety of different skin cancers on scalps. Now, it turns out that a lot of people find out way too late that they have a significant amount of skin cancer on their domes, but never see or feel it because their hair is covering it. Barbers and beauticians who are trained to look for something outside of their expertise are saving the lives of their clients with a simple amount of new knowledge that they've been given as a result of being cross-trained. This is phenomenal in the simple concept of giving the knowledge to the people who are most likely to see the problem. Then giving the beauticians and barbers the tools to get the person with the skin cancer cells to an expert and be saved. Now imagine an expert sitting there and minding her own business when she notices something amiss. 
something amiss on a total stranger. Well, that's what Nadia did, a trained nurse, while she was watching hockey. She was sitting behind the bench of the Vancouver Canucks hockey team and noticed a mole on the back of the neck of a member of the equipment crew. She rapped on the window, she put up a text on her phone and held it up so the man could see it. She wrote, mole, cancer, doctor. Well, he went home, had his wife look at it, and she said it looked weird, and then he had it biopsied, and it was melanoma cancer. So one person, not an expert, and one person, an expert, just walking through life with knowledge and the ability to support, no matter what. Well, that got me thinking then as I was driving about somebody named Mr. Taylor. Now, Mr. Taylor was our janitor in grade school. Now, I went to a Catholic grade school here in my hometown, and as I have explained before, I was a little bit challenging, mostly because I was born with a hyper heart and a mouth that matches my mind's swiftness. Compound those qualities with a little bit of childhood trauma, and I guess I'd... Well, I guess I'd be known as a challenge. Now, Mr. Cha- Mr. Taylor was an incredibly kind and quiet man. He kept our school moving and always seemed to just be a positive presence in the shadows of the halls. That was until you screwed up. You see, one of the best things that every kid could experience, and it happened to me quite often, was that while I was trying to figure out what was going on in my life and sitting in the office because I had made a bad choice, well, I would get volunteered to work with Mr. Taylor. Now, sometimes I would go to the office and pretend I was sick just to get away from the stress of the classroom. But every day, there was always one guy, one consistent person who was there, Mr. Taylor. I'd be in the office sitting on the green World War II vinyl bed that was water and puke-proof, and he'd enter the office. He would check the mail, bring in a package, or need to do something, and he'd see me. He had a big and warm face, gentle eyes, and a great demeanor and an awesome mustache. He was a little older than my dad, but he was always positively pleasant in our presence. He'd check in on me and ask how I was, and then he'd see me sitting there sometimes and say, Hey, Ted, why don't you come and help me? And when I'd see him and he'd see me, I mean, in a sense, it was amazing that he would notice me. And I felt he was aware of what was going on in my life and and going on around me. I doubt he did, but... He was just the kind of guy who always noticed people. Then he would do this remarkable thing. He would tell me to come with him. He would put me to work around the school with the jobs that I learned as I grew up were totally made up. He gave me jobs just to keep me busy, keep me engaged, and we would talk. He would have me carry a fluorescent light bulb tube for him as we walked down the hall with his ladder. He would go into a classroom that was empty and he'd sit up on his ladder and he'd take the old bulb out and hand it to me and I'd give him the new bulb and he'd ask me to hold the ladder and I felt like a million bucks. I would feel so needed and valuable. I'd feel like I mattered and I'd feel important. Something I was not always feeling in school or home on many days back in those years of my life. He'd putz around with me for half an hour or so and then we'd walk back to the office And I'm convinced he'd wink at the secretary who'd then ask me if I was feeling better or if you wanted to go back to class. And I got to be honest with you, I always had to tell the truth because there was a giant statue of Jesus there looking down at me in the office. So I'd say, yes, go back to class and be prepared to participate. Think of all the things that just occurred to me when I was a kid. I had a positive role model. I was engaged. I was being supported socially and emotionally. I curbed my behaviors. I was getting positive attention and I was shown a little mercy and love from a man whose job was to make sure the school was clean and safe. Now, what if we were able to do that all by design? 
I doubt that Mr. Taylor in 1978 sat in an SEL training with teachers. I assume he just knew that a little boy needed and what I needed in that moment. So, why don't we start to become intentional about it? He knew so much so that I really became attached to him throughout my years in school. He was awesome. Now, I just made a little quip about Mr. Taylor sitting through an SEL training, but this is where I want you to do some smart thinking with me. Do you cross-train in your world? Amongst your colleagues? I mean, what if Mr. Taylor had been taught how to coach a kid with behavioral issues intentionally? What if the lunch crew were taught to identify depression? What if the aides in the library were given the knowledge needed to identify substance abuse? What if everybody in the school shared the burden of all of the stressors of the children and each other? What if every level of every organization was taught, like some beauticians and barbers, to look metaphorically for the cancers every day? and find them early in an effort to prevent something tragic from happening. This is where I want you to really start to think bigger about the world in which you lead and work. I don't care what your job is. You're a leader. You're a leader who teaches. You're a leader who's an assistant. You're a leader who's a principal. Leader is an administrator. Leader is a school board member. A leader is a parent. Think about this. And the process, well, it's simple. Every training, certification, or in-service, you ask yourself, who else should be here beyond the obvious. Let's face it, schools are system with systems with inner working parts, but today we are also bursting to meet the needs of all students and teachers in particular. Keep getting more training to identify everything from abuse to depression to violence and sex trafficking. Well, that's a giant burden to carry for the leaders in the classroom who are also in charge of learning. So why not intentionally and proactively train up more people to offer different levels of support throughout your school and system? More people to arm with the tools necessary to support everybody and every child. Take literacy, for example. Why not create opportunities and train up non-certified staff with certified skills? Imagine a little hyper kiddo being sent to the office and the office staff understanding what to do to support that child's learning with just simple little strategies and taking five minutes to sit with them and reinforce reading skills. What if the lunch team had gone through the same anxiety and suicide prevention training that the rest of the staff had gone through, and then when they saw children demonstrating signs of depression and loneliness or anxiety, they knew how to get the conversation started, where to go get the resources, and how to advocate for that child and create a pathway of support for them. If you never teach them, they'll never know it. Schools, hospitals, businesses, whatever, are too often designed around hierarchies of knowledge and expectations. Hierarchies which promote people feeling that they can't do anything. They are ignored or that they're undervalued, but they're still there. They're still part of the staff and they're still seeing everything. Or worse, they're stuck on a low rung of the ladder and do not have the confidence to speak up on behalf of someone else. Now, in order for us to truly be a unified system, all levels, all levels have to, have to have the ability to understand how to navigate that system for the stakeholders and more importantly, For the students, I mean, who knows a kid better than the aides in the cafeteria or the library? What they act like, what they eat, what they read, when they're hungry, when they're sad, how they behave, who their friends are, who their friends aren't. I mean, who knows better who a kid is when no one else is watching? Too often, those people within our organizations are wallflowers by cultural design. Not cool. We have so much more capacity within schools than we even realize. 
Why aren't the support staff invited into the professional learning community meetings and the grade level meetings and the team meetings and the house meetings when we're trying to support kids? Why aren't we using the wisdom of the crowd to support all children? Why aren't we thinking about the crossing guards when we train ourselves to look for all the little changes students face? If you don't know the signs of emotional abuse, you only see a weird freckle. But if you are shown what to look for, reinforced for supporting and trained alongside as well as empowered to be part of the system, well, you're going to see the cancer. You're going to rise to the occasion. If we are truly going to buffalo through the storm and support the people who work in classrooms, we need to create processes to support the kids when they're in all rooms, all hallways, all gyms, all fields, all buses, and all neighborhoods. No matter what your role is in your system, I want you to begin to advocate for the bus drivers, the lunch staff, the aides, the secretaries, the coaches. Oh my goodness, the coaches. Please, the coaches. And the maintenance team. Make sure they're all part of the training. And at the very least, share with them yourself how to support the people you work with. When I was a principal, we had an intentional intervention strategy in place called the Guardian Angel Program. We would identify a child, find out who they loved or trusted on the staff, and then ask staff members to watch over and check in with that child in an unknowing way, especially when we needed to make sure the kid was okay. It was intentional. It built a strong relationship. Now, looking back, it was an awesome program, and we overwhelmed our janitor, Keith. (laughs) Keith was our building's Mr. Taylor. He was awesome, and kids were working with him all day long and all the time, and other guardian angels were all over the building. However, if I had a time machine, I'd go back and do one thing fundamentally different. I'd win that billion-dollar lottery. No, I would would take the money from the book sales, and I would pay the entire support staff to be part of the all-day trainings that we did, part of the in-service days when they were off. I would invite them in and pay them to make sure that they understood that they were an equal partner on the journey to support the kids and ensure they had the relevant and timely information to support them. I mean, the aides in the library would have been trained in literacy and numeracy interventions and strategies. The entire team from the whole school would take place in all of our social and emotional trainings. I would train everyone on what to look for and what the trends are with drugs and alcohol abuse. I would have them participate in the active shooter trainings. I would have them listen to the speakers from the county on all the different ways in which sex trafficking was taking place right on the highways, right in our own neighborhoods, and our own communities. Now, why? Well... They are, like you, leaders. And if they're given more tools, well, guess what? They'll buffalo straight forward into every storm for every kid. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe the leaders within your school that would benefit from being empowered with all of the information and trainings. List the stakeholders in your community that would benefit from a truly holistic approach to supporting the kids. And... Identify the kids in your school that would benefit from having a guardian angel like Mr. Taylor. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. As always, thank you for listening, and please make sure to share this and rate this episode with others. If you ever need training support for your staff, please call or email us. We've got experts for everything, and if we don't have them, we'll find them for you with one of our other collegial organizations. I work with some phenomenal and intelligent people and they can support every aspect of you and your school. Also, thank you to the Well Pennies for their great music. Don't forget to follow them or go to their website to buy their music and merchandise. They are, after all, an amazingly generous group of people. As we end up here, remember, it's the start of the school year, 
and schools over the course of my career seem to have more and more responsibilities added each year. They are, after all, the best place for kids to be. But schools are too often seen as the place where everything needs to be addressed and fixed. And while everyone I know is willing to always rise to the occasion, put in their best effort, it would greatly benefit every level of the school if we could find a way to spread the responsibilities out, ensure that more people have the tools needed to support, and work together to ensure all kids are successful. More eyeballs on more freckles to ensure there's no cancers. Now is the time to charge into these storms because the kids deserve it. Too many kids are being left behind in their days as a result of the world in which they are growing up in. This generation of students needs to be supported in a new way because they're a new generation and they deserve it. Author Kate Murphy wrote a book on listening, and one of my favorite quotes in that book is, people get lonely for a lack of listening. Well, kids get anxious, depressed, abused, and lost as a result of all of the adults not noticing. It's time to train up the entire school so that everyone gets the skills needed to step into the storms children are facing proactively, and most importantly, optimistically. All right, let's end this today with another great song from Golden Bear Records, Andrew Hoyt, with the song Heroes Exist. You start my heart when you walk out your car. We talked there for hours. I heard you laugh, gave me a heart attack. Like some superpower If you're my hero I need saving Your smile is what I'm craving What a beautiful miracle it is Figuring out I need someone to help Lift me off the ground Heroes exist Maybe a gift of life me close to the light Why didn't I see it before it Take me back to when we were Singing songs under the stars Not a worry in our minds Flowing in and out of time At the speed of light You went straight into my life Control every thought in my mind Figuring out I needed someone to help Lift me off the ground Yeah, heroes exist Maybe a gift of thought Brings me close to the light Why didn't I see him before Wanna get a bit close to you Want to feel your power Yeah I figured out You were that someone to help Lift me off the ground Yeah Heroes exist Baby, a gift of thought Brings me close to the 